This is TechCrunch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This is TechCrunch. Dealroom raises 6 million euro Series A for its startup data market intelligence service by Alex Wilhelm. European startup and venture capital data company Dealroom has raised a 6 million euro Series A, it told TechCrunch. The company's new capital comes nearly two years after it raised 2.75 million euros in early 2020. Its database competes with a number of rivals in North America, including PitchBook, CB Insights, and my former employer Crunchbase. Beringia led the Series A, which also saw participation from Knight Venture Capital and Shoe Investments, firms that previously invested in the company. To better understand the round, TechCrunch put a number of questions to Dealroom founder and CEO Joram Weinharda. Dealroom's Business The startup collects data on private market companies through public scraping and partnerships. Then, the resulting data is cleaned and run through the company's software to uncover actionable predictions, as Dealroom puts it. So Dealroom is three linked parts, data collection, cleaning, and synthesis. You can see why it might want more capital to handle the sheer influx of funding events that are swamping the globe. Indeed, companies like Dealroom should be enjoying something akin to boom times themselves. Their core market remit, the private corporate landscape, is expanding quickly, and many participants in the startup game are flush. So Dealroom has lots of work to do, and lots of folks to sell it too. The company's business makes money in a few ways, including providing an API for both business and government customers and selling access to its platform on a SaaS basis. The company also does customer research. Per Weinharda, it has 50 government API customers that make up about a third of deal room revenues. More generally, the company's revenue mixes roughly equally three parts between investors, B2B companies, and governments, according to the CEO. So there isn't a single leg on Dealroom's revenue stool. Three different groups are buying what it has on offer. Returning to our point about it feeling like a strong moment for Dealroom and its global rivals, Crunchbase says that it will reach roughly $38 million ARR this year. The fact that governments are such a large portion of Dealroom's revenue feels notable and bullish. Governments are paying attention to the startup game as it spreads more evenly around the world and are willing to spend to better understand their local market and, we presume, those around them. On the capital front, TechCrunch asked Weinharda why his company raised just 6 million euros. In today's market, that's a modest round. The CEO said Dealroom sized its new round around both business needs and the fact that it didn't want to get too far ahead of itself based on the availability of capital. The founder added that Dealroom is also fortunate to have strong growing revenue coupled with healthy capital efficiency, two things that would lower a near-term need for more capital and therefore dilution. 
What's next? Dealroom, Crunchbase, and others in the data game are pretty good about data. Having data, collecting data, you get the picture. What Dealroom wants to do with its data in the future is tinker with it more intelligently. When asked what's ahead for his company, Weinharda said that it is focused on expanding the predictive power of the platform to help our clients discover promising companies at an even earlier stage. If it can manage that, the company can add a zero to its pricing page, at least for investors. Mattermark, another company that I worked for, wanted to build something similar. It's a big, hard problem and one that will require oceans of accurate, to-the-minute data. Before we go on too long, TechCrunch wanted to better understand a particular mechanic in the data collection business. So we asked Dealroom if it counts data collection and curation as a cost of revenue or a marketing operating cost. Here's what Weinharda wrote back. We count data collection in part as cost of revenues and in part as product development in operating expenses. We also do a lot of human-led research, which is counted as cost of revenue, but also could be seen as cost of marketing, as this results in a lot of content marketing. The answer is both, it turns out. I want to better understand that mix, and I am sure that we'll get a better understanding when one of the companies in the private market data business files to go public. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.